You know, as far as once you are vaccinated, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of uh, privileges or immunities you get from the state that, you know what I mean, that, that you can travel or just, you know, you know what, what will happen next. Well, do you think there'll be more vaccines that will follow? I wonder. I think that I think for the next five years at least, they're going to be pushing boosters every year. I guarantee it, because it, it it's already has it already has three different variants, and uh, and it's it morphs. I mean, it was it was genetically produced to do that. Right. It's definitely, it's trying to find places that it can succeed and multiply, and places where it can't is a dead end, and it, it doesn't go any further, but places where it can, um, it, it finds a host where it can adapt, it, where the, the, the shapes of its molecular structures are just such that it can get past it can, it can still reproduce, I guess. I guess, what does it do? It, it gets a hold of a cell, and it ejects its RNA material into the cell, and it takes over the cell's reproductive machinery and causes the cell to replicate its information, and the cell reproduces more of these of these viral... Yes, it's a virus. That's what viruses do. They can't they reproduce on their own. They have to take over a living cell as a host and, and, and use its you know genetic reproductive machinery inside the cell to create and replicate itself. And then yeah. the cell explodes and then you have you know thousands of new... Yeah, so... I use viruses in, in college. I use viruses. I use a few examples to prove that evolution was real. Well, I mean, I follow you. Evolution, in the sense that adaptation of the and the elasticity of the mechanics is changeable, but that doesn't compel me that to believe that that evolution as a as a, as a explanation for the species. So you have to have a, a really a precursor. You have to have. A, an original cause that will allow us to understand the um, the nature the, the, of, of of the species and uh, and genetic machinery itself. I mean, I don't automatically agree that evolution. I think that what you're seeing is the flexibility in the adaptation, so that species can change color, they can adapt. But I don't know if that leads one species to become another. I don't know how the brontosaurus becomes the uh, the ape. It becomes the Cro-Magnon man, becomes the humanoid. Like, I just, I don't see any of that. You see what I'm saying? Well, the Bible says God may eat um, animal after its own kind. Right. Which means kind is very important. That means genetic, um, I don't know how to word it, but the genetic uh, junk that each each species has. Well, it like, like faith says, from species, animals. Right, from the, it's never been found. From from the genotype to the phenotype. Phenotype, right? Yeah. So the instructions, are, the instructions are the uh, genotype. Wait, once the instructions and once the material. Well, anyway, I think the, the instructions are the phenotype. Well, you're, you're originally you're going to get the, the actual outcome within the, within the, when you get down to the, uh, the the cellular level and the, the zygote. 
You're going to get a specific matching of kinds of Y and X chromosomes. And, and, and so this kind of genetic machinery that causes reproduction, it, it's so mind-blowing because you, when you go into the different animal kingdoms, like the fungus kingdom or, you know, reptiles, amphibians, marsupials, the, the, the mammals, like the, the, all the complexity that, that lies therein, you can see that all these different creatures have been formed out of a single genetic sequencing process so, so that it, it's hard to explain how moss and acorns and uh, mushrooms and 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 uh, horses are all made from the same genetic machinery. So that there there lies like a deeper question existentially of how the, that kind of modus operandi to begin with. You know, so people want to fall back to evolution to see this nice sweeping curvature of chain of events over time. So we could, we could have millions and millions of years of development, and then eventually you get all these different species adapting and changing into other species and then eventually the whale and the horse are all just part of like a, a tree of life you know so that's what I question I question how how that could be I do see that the bone structures in whales and in horses when you line it up carefully is very similar but so is the reproductive structure when they go from being a fetus, like a fetus and they're born whether they're born from an egg or they're born from the, their mother. You see what I'm saying? Or whether the father carries the, the fertilized seed in his mouth for six weeks, helping the mother to carry on. I mean, all these kind of programs of reproduction are so uniquely and curiously adapted all over the, the planet that it's hard for me to be like, just evolution just happened. You know, I, I don't see that. I think, I think that there's something far more sophisticated at work. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I think that, I think there's whether it's God or whether whether it's an alien species or some intelligence is guiding reproduction. I mean, and, um, and uh, you know, we you know we have uh, we have Neanderthal DNA, and we have I never pronounce it right. I never do. Denisians. It's another. Uh, it's mostly from Russia in that area. They found Denisians, which are uh, are Desenethians. It's just another Neanderthal type species, and we made it with both of them because we have their DNA and we know we have their DNA. I wonder if there were if it goes back to what you were saying, just the uh, you know basic uh, human. They're not monkeys. They can't mate with monkeys. We can never mate with monkeys. Yet we can mate with uh, other species of Homo erectus. Right. Well, I mean, you have to admit that as we go back through the record geologically, and we find more and more of these these uh, these pyramids and the abandoned civilization. It, 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 we as we fill in the blanks, there is a lot more to the story, and it is really mind blowing. So that I think that on, on on some level, the way I look at it from a biblical point of view, and, and scientifically, which people think, well, I mean, how how can that not be, you know, diametrically opposed? But the the, the idea is that if you look carefully at Genesis, and and you look at the, the first and second chapter of Genesis. It's very, it, it's very painstakingly clear if you just if you carefully read it that 
the, the, the and, and this is just general. This is just the exegesis of what precisely it says, and people can question it. But it all goes back to the, the the instrumentality of the existential nature of man. Like where do we come from? So, in the third day, and this is before there's any anything living on Earth. Okay, this is the third day of creation. So you're probably going to have to go back several billion years. And before, yeah. and, and it looks like at this time water is made, and it looks like you might have some stars being born, and so on and so forth. And and, and then the, the surface of the earth at that time, in according to Genesis, is just void and rocky. And the first thing that God does is He takes from the clay of the ground, and He makes man, and He makes man in His image. And, and he takes man to give him the dominion of all that he's going to create. And also, if you if you read it literally, it says that he gives it to man here, Adam, to basically name everything that, that is God makes. So then you go through the days of creation, which the next thing is going to be green life on earth. And then you're going to get to the explosion and the sea of, of, of teeming, of all the, the teeming things that, that God would make of teeming life, which we would think maybe the Cambrian explosion at that point. I'm not really sure what, what uh, how many hundreds of millions of years you go back. But then you go, you know, the, you can see that all that stuff is in the fossil record and it's all died off. And we're kind of narrowed down to like one one hundredth of, of the species that used to exist now exist on Earth. Maybe, maybe less, you know, so the, um, the point is, is that at this point in time, before all that happened, Adam was made. And he lived in a special place that God designed eastward in Eden, called, eastward in a place called Eden, there was a garden. So you got you to really differentiate between the garden and the wilderness. Because on, on the earth is the wilderness, which is void, which is all, all these things are kind of happening and playing out. But in the garden, God made for Adam was a special place where he would have everything he would need. And from, it was from this place that Adam would be able to, to, uh, to have dominion and to, to be in, in, in working with the Lord in the creation of this world. You see what I'm saying? That, that's what it says. So to, to just kind of sum it up, we get to the very end of creation where every, everything is there. And God's going to wrap it up, and He says there is no person, there's no mate, there's no other, uh, uh, you know, uh, a partner for Adam. So Adam goes to sleep, and when he wakes up, there's Eve. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, they're immortal. They don't die. They don't even know what death is. That they're they're virtually naked. They they're covered in the Shekinah light of God. They're covered in, in God's perfect nature. They're made perfectly as they should have been. And then the very next thing that happens is, is extraordinary. And this is the part where the Luciferian, uh, uh, you know, incursion where, begins. This is where, right. Yeah, they, this is where they make their, this is where they flip-flop on you. Because, because the, uh, the serpent gave them knowledge. He was the bringer of light. He was bringer of knowledge. That's and that's the Luciferian doctrine, right? That, and then and then God is the bad guy because He made you with no knowledge, like you know. Well, same with Prometheus and Epimetheus, uh, and uh, that's the argument, right? That, yeah. And, I, and I, I totally get that. But if you look at it carefully, the reading of it, which is instrumental, which is essential, you have to recognize that in the center of the garden there was two trees. 
to a particular tree. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. So it's not to say that God didn't give them knowledge of good and evil. Or knowledge, because they had a lot of knowledge from what it looks like. But as far as relating to, he said, do not eat this one. In fact, if you look at it, I think it says that God said, do not touch it. He said, he says, do not even, yeah, don't even look at it. Stay away from it, right? So as soon as Eve, Eve arrives, as soon as she arrives, now, now Adam had, had been, in, according to this this paradigm, of, the, of this, the construct of this narrative that we're talking about, Adam had already been existing from the third day on. He had been around the tree. He knew all about the tree. He'd seen the tree. He looked at it. He knew, don't eat the tree. The tree of, good, of life, next to it, eat that one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat it. But Eve, but Eve finds herself first day, first day of being created. Yeah. Wake up, open your eyes, boom, you're Eve, and and you're there. You are, and what the very first thing that happens, she's deceived into eating it because the result of it, despite the knowledge of good and evil, or black versus white, or red versus blue, or Democrats versus Republicans, or A versus B, or antithesis versus thesis, you know, despite the polarization and the breakdown between which is which, black and white, A and B, right and wrong, right, she finds herself in that situation immediately, so she eats it. What happens? It instantly, she realizes she's naked because her light goes out. It's like it's like I tell my wife. It's like a light bulb that when you un unscrew it and it just blinks out, and you can see it's glass. You can look inside of it and see it's got a filament, and you can see, but it, it doesn't really have any particular purpose. It's just delicate. It's frail. It can easily break. It doesn't do anything. But when you turn the turn it and plug it in, all of a sudden it lights up and it does what it does. So that's what happened to her. It's 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 as if you were to look at your wife and suddenly all you saw were her bones. I mean, she was naked. She was in her mortal coil. She had fallen as soon as she ate that. Is what? So what happens? She turns. The, she turns and she she hands it to, to Adam. He doesn't have to eat it, but he eats it because. Because he chooses to do it because of love. Because it, he followed her. He followed her because of love. He followed her because it was consequential. It was God, told you, uh, God gives us choice. I mean, if we didn't, if we weren't, didn't have choice, we'd be robots. But he gives us the choice to listen to him. Look at all these good things I did for you. Or look at all this, uh, this I created for you. Or do it your own way. And they choose to do it their own way. No, I think that they, they try to find a way to... I, the, the word Bab-El, if you look at the, the old uh, interpretation, it means, yeah, Bab-El, gate of God. And, and so that's what they were trying to construct at the tower of Bab-El was that gate back to... If you, look, if you read, it says it back to where they came from. Basically, they were trying to get back to... To the, for where they had fallen from. So uh, the, the place where Adam and Eve were when they when they fell and they were e e ejected out of the, that place where the tree of life was and out of that garden, they were pushed out onto the earth, into the wilderness. And, and then now they're in their in their their mammals. They're in their they're in their physical form. They've lost the uh, the covering and the the, the place to inhabit the, the actual dwelling place. And, and now they're down on the earth. And this is where you're going to see the advent. Of the the Cro-Magnon man, the, the introduction of the human species into the evolution of the planet, if you will, 
is the system of the, of the planet has been rolling on for hundreds of millions of years, and they were above it, they were immortal, they existed in a plane above it, and they, they were involved with the Earth. But wherever, wherever that place was, that special garden in Eden, they no longer could be there anymore. So that, that's where the whole thing begins with Nimrod, when he is basically trying to go back eastward towards Eden. He's trying to go back again to the place where they, they had been kicked out of. And so that was the rebellion of Nimrod. That was the point of the Tower of Babel. And the creation of that religion was a, a, a way to, to take the instrumentality and, and the purposes of God and to just make it their own. I think the constellations were changed at that time, the meaning, and um, that occult nature has always been there. Even the planets, you know, Saturn everything, and Neptune and Venus and Mars are all named after these, these uh, you know, Olympian gods. The, the Greeks got from, if you, if you read... Um, Pythagoras, he went. He was educated in, in in Egypt and Babylon, and he came back with his Pythagorean brotherhood. And ultimately, he was, you know, he was bringing back again that system of pagan sun worship. You know, well, do you think that we're? Do you think that we're, I think we're moving back to to Babylon? And and I and the reason is here's an example: the languages were confounded. Right but now, that's, they're not that's the thing you, you jumped right on it because that yeah no you're right dang so that was that was my whole thing right there is that the thing that evolutionary uh, scientists and biologists and, and 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 anyone in academia can fit can fail to understand is the nature of the if we all came from you know this pre-homo sapien status where we were like hominoids and we just, you know, we're just, you know, hairless monkeys. And we just, we would never have, have, have come up with uh, 17 or 15 different completely separate languages, completely separated, completely fragmented, completely fragmented and broken into different shards, you know, if you will. Like, so there's no way to, that that's where God really like intervened in history and showed, you know, they'll have to ultimately rectify that understanding because that's that's right after the time when Adam and Eve are going to fall and the whole advent of human history begins and he's instantly uh, the, all, whatever happened there at Babel, uh, I think they did speak one language and then they didn't so it, so whatever happened, whatever broke in the human psyche or you know and, uh, well because they were united and one accord against God and so he broke that accord, their language. And then he said that by doing that, he would separate them into different nations. And and that and that and you can't get around it. We can't get around the the, the Chinese or uh, there's very many different cultures and languages that have really you know become. It's 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 mind blowing if you look at the nature of language well, because it does shift and change too. You know, over time, so it's adapting too. Well, by extension. Go to the Acts of the Apostles. When the right. Holy Spirit is visited upon them, they go out and preach, and they think they're using their same language, why Aramaic, I guess is what it was, but people all over were hearing them in their own language. Right. It was as if he, God intervenes and he brings communication yep. and, and clarity and, and back into accordance. So they got a little piece of what it was like, a little piece of yeah. knowledge of what it was like yeah. in the early days. No, I think you're right. Yeah, so by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and by that power, they were able to just, without without effort, bridge 
the, the, the divide between the, those broken languages and that, that, that broken division that, that's there. It separates us. So, no, that's, that's interesting. I mean, those are you know, the kind of ideas that, that, uh, that are just beyond. I mean, in this age, it's kind of like an academic fascism that you're seeing, you know, the, the control uh, uh, of just higher criticism over academia, it, the mindset, it, the, the propaganda system of it is really, it's profound. So, I mean, Darwin has been completely, in my mind, the, the, the Darwinian model, the Darwinian system is completely broken down on every level. You can't show genetic mechanisms that could lead to evolution because they're just, there's these huge parameters, these huge uh, walls of sheer rock that separate systems from just evolving into another system or from something that has a tail to just, you know, to, to, to become something that has wings. You know, those kind of things, the, the idea of a, a creature that swims or a creature that flies, they're, they're etched so deeply into the actual design and machinery of the organism. And that's why, that's why I think it's so interesting. Mankind is on the brink of creating AI, artificial intelligence. But I thought to myself, well, God already did that. And, and here we are. That, that's all. Well, that's what we are, bro. We are just really, really highly, highly advanced technology AI that God created. Or you can say, you, you can say, well, the, the alien species did it. Well, then those alien species are the AI that God created because some original intelligence was able to create these mechanisms, and, and I think that people they struggle with it because you can institute egoism into your own philosophy, into your own intellectual presuppositions, just your own self-interest. Like, well, I think that having a God just doesn't work for me. So then you just kind of like delete God file. And so that, that you, you can just kind of go around with the blinders on and pretend like that that's not something that you need to deal with. But in reality, all the evidence, if you're intellectually honest, is pointing to the fact that that this is, I mean, people want to say like a, a simulacra or a simulation. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the down to the very like, you know, the, in a chromosomal level, the X and Y chromosome, when you get down to that kind of level of engineering, and then that, that kind of system can build itself up a million times with cellular division. So tell me, go back and tell me how cells divide again. Tell me, what was it? Explain it to me again, because no one can even get to that level and even understand it, because even, even Darwin just had no idea what was, what was beyond the big, you know, the big old you know, blob of the cell that they could see with their archaic microscopes. They couldn't get a good look at it. Now with these new microscopes, everyone can see that there's no way to explain this shit with evolution and Darwin. Okay, this, it doesn't work. And no one wants to admit it. We just want to carry on with this old, like, the rank, the uh, the decaying old uh, framework in your mind, and it doesn't work. It does not explain it. He asserts that, he asserted that he, yeah. gradualism was not part of the evolution. It, each species didn't uh, advance gradually into new ones due to mutations that the whole system falls down. Then they discovered the Cambrian explosion, where <laughs> you had all these years of nothing, and then all of a sudden, everything. So then the Neo-Darwinists came back and, and called that uh, punctuated equilibrium. Right. That, that Every once in a while. jumps way forward, and then it goes back down to uh, just gradualism. 
know, the, the Game Reed explosion is amazing, and it's amazing in the fossil record. And to me, it just goes to, to the timeless, ageless, like you know, infinite mind of God. That you know, he, he, everything is just already all the evidence is really there. And there's no getting around it that a species can't just suddenly. It, it's more likely that an alien civilization created all those weird, freaky-looking Cambrian, you know, life forms and just hit, hit us with like a comet and just spread them all over the face of the earth to seed life years. It's more likely that that happened. Yeah, but then even that doesn't even even you can't even get a chain of evolution from those creatures, them trying to survive, them mating and reproducing, and then successfully carrying on offspring and and every generation after generation. It's it, the, the machinery works so well that they just sprout new arms and legs and new features and wings and they and they get to be huge and like that's just I mean there's no way to get that cellular pro progression to happen but with like Flintstones and with all this kind of archaic propaganda in our minds we we just think that that's what happened and we just write it off and we so we're still in a dark ages intellectually in my mind because each when when Jesus in the Bible held up that that mustard seed you know what I mean? It should have been like da da, because you can't even get a mustard seed unless somebody invented that like highly functional tiny seed technology, so that when it goes in the ground, you give it some water, and it produces a thousand more. How do you have a thousand more of those same exact seeds inside that seed? And then again, and then again, and then again, and then again. You see what I'm saying? It's the it's the mm -hmm. nature of seed reproduction itself that no one can explain. That's totally in my mind. Uh, the, the evidence of the, the creator. I like to see, see people try their hardest to argue with me, and then I look at their face or their mouth, and I can see that they are themselves the evidence of God, because that's the one thing that people can't rectify. They can't really put us into the biological uh, you know, chain of events, the biological species here, all the different... Even the monkey, we're really not like monkeys. Sorry. No. We're not. We're not. I'm just saying. So once you put us up against the human species, up against everything else that's here or ever was here... They showed um, this huge, like, woolly mammoth rhino. It's like a rhinoceros from the woolly yeah, mammoth okay. period. That they, they, well, it's it's a it's a rhinoceros woolly, right? Instead of a woolly mammoth. Yeah, yeah you should okay. see it. They found one totally, uh, and they dethought them. You know this? Oh, they found that frozen. Yep. Yeah, I, I did hear that they found a woolly mammoth. I thought that's what it was, was not a rhinoceros. They did, but but now they found also a woolly from that period of woolly rhino too so I'm like whoa like that's pretty crazy like if you find that thing like in a, in a cave frozen or something like how does that work how did it get in the cave anyway I think species change I think they, they change over time and they can change size and shape and all kinds of things but they don't become something else that's my whole point so I mean we'll have to just see how that breaks down right. it's a biological now it's a, 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 an issue of microbiology the closest Darwin got was was with, and I don't remember what type of birds it was, but these birds, the same species of birds, but some had long beaks and some had short beaks. And right. long beak ones insert their beaks into certain flowers that growed and grew in a certain area at a certain time. And they, they insert their beaks into it, and the ones that didn't reach the the good stuff and the and the flower died off, but along the, due to mutations, the longest beak ones uh, could reach the food within the flower, the, the nectar, and they uh, that's all they ate. And and what they did is they reproduced 
and that produced longer beaks. And then uh, over time, they keep reproducing, and the most successful ones are the ones with the longest beaks, and ultimately, they're the ones that survive. And they're far enough, this is what the Darwinian view, and they're far enough away from the original species that they can be their own species. Now I can kind of see, I can kind of see that a little bit, but they're basically the same kind. You know, you have a bird, and you have, you, let's say you have the bird from the Garden of Eden. You have a, you have all these possibilities genetically within that bird to to express themselves throughout the generations. Well, here I'll make it, I'll, I'll make it easier for you too. I mean, even look at dogs. I mean, dogs are originally wolves or canines, yeah. and now they've been they've been kind of because of their ability to interbreed, they've been played with so much by humans that they're just all different shapes and sizes. They're ultimately still a dog, but they can take on any kind of shape and size and color, and it's kind of bizarre. You know, what, with with canine, the canine species, if you will, is is, is you know, a remarkable one. And it shows, in my mind, it shows the the elasticity and the adaptivity, the adaptability of the genetic machinery. And that's what I want to look at. I want to I want to look at the, the genetic machinery itself and see how we get gorillas and you know and maybe our relationship with gorillas will be such that eventually we'll have like household pet gorillas that, that only come up to your knee that don't like you know what i mean how you have like little household cats i mean like you know what yeah. i'm saying like so not, not to say that's a, like a, such a thing that you'd want to do but i'm just saying that's that's the reality of our our, our life on, on planet earth is something that has to be looked at because we're not part of the evolutionary sequence of events here. Even if even if you want to just give it all to evolution, we didn't evolve out of this system. There's nothing about us that connects us to to here. You see what I'm saying? Even even a horse when it's born can stand up within three hours and begin to walk. I mean, humans it takes nine months. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. I just say if you look at everything else, you know, you have to really. If my dog likes to just go and lick turds outside on the ground and has all kinds of um, different kind of sorry antibodies or whatever it has in its saliva, so that it doesn't need to go to the hospital every time. You know, so we're just yeah. we're different. If you look at us in connect connection with everything else here, it, you can see the stark differences. This is very obvious. You know that humans were were something that God specially made. And where we were just created like mo like Spanish moss, like like uh, crickets, like everything else that was created out of DNA, we were too, and we be we belong to that designer in my mind. We were we're we're owed that recognition to 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 that to the designer to the creator. And people want to look at it however they want to look at it. They want to take their brief life that they have and and run off and just imagine that you, 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 humans can just believe anything they choose to believe. That's how it looks to me. Walter Weiss does a great, a great little mini series on evolution. I think it's three videos, and he, you know, he was a he's a he was a professor in South Africa, and um, he taught evolutionary biology and some other things. But he really lays out the uh, how evolution works. Well, he really lays out the how the genotype and phenotype. You 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 can't. Basically, it boils down to is you can't have the material without the instructions. Right. But you can't have the instructions. Where do the instructions come from? Because they don't come out of that material which they make. They come out of something else. 
It's way too it's, sophisticated. It's real I, I suggest that you watch it, man. No, I did. I, I, I did. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah, man. Totally deep. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just raw science. It's what everyone used to know before science was politicized into the scientism. Yeah. Now it's scientism. And, you know, so I think that they're, they're off on a way and, and they've taken this like ideology and they've gone off into this, this, uh, this direction now where they're, they're, um, what do you call it? Um, as far as they're wanting to become cyborgs and um, transhumanism, you know, they're, they're, they, I think they just all their all their um, their trajectory or all their calculations are all wrong. And so the way that that's all going to go, like, we'll put implantation sensors in our brains and we'll connect to the internet. All the, the just the whole scope of the thinking of that is just so off off basis and off course that, that they're just. It's blasphemous. It's, it's playing. It's playing and it's insane. God. And it's insane. And, and, and it'll just become a disaster. It's obviously just they're just going to like make a huge disaster out of what could have been. Uh, it could have been like an age of, of paradise and beauty and wonder with technology. Technology could have created an age of wonder on Earth. But no, they're too retarded and they're too ignorant and selfish and egotistical for that. They're gonna now. They're gonna create a horrible, tyrannical, like rusty. You know degradation of human life you know what i mean so it's it's so bizarre like you know just that they're thinking like that you know if it's, you look at it it's, it's their desire to get back to the garden of Eden. right it's, it's, their, their, it's their desire to, to not die because that's what humans really can't rectify there's a couple of things that make it real obvious is like you, you ever go to work just with no clothes on you know you know why you don't because you're you're naked and you know you're naked like that's the first thing that the lord pointed out is like you you're naked right so that, that you know that was the first thing that happened. Something changed in the, the state of their metaphysical reality. That all of a sudden now they were just like you know they were just standing there. That, you know before they before their state was they didn't need it. They didn't need any clothes, but now all of a sudden they did. So that's my whole point: is the Shekinah glory of God left them. Ichabod, like you know the how you're, you know it's abandoned. You know and they and they fell, and that's what we've been dealing with. And they just can't rectify the fact that they're going to die. So that's what Adam and Eve had to deal with was death. So, I mean, that's the whole point. The wages of sin is death. Like, the whole point of it is, do you believe God? That's what that's what, what happened when Jesus went down and to the river. They, they heard a voice and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. You should listen to him. And everyone heard it. And, you know, so it's, it goes to, like, the testimony of God. Like, do you actually believe God's own testimony? When he's like, do not eat from this tree. He didn't say that, look, this tree is never going to be eaten from ever. He just said, do not. Like, maybe maybe, it, maybe in the future day, maybe he, things were arranged that they would eat it. You know, maybe it wasn't ready yet. And it's also the chain of events of entropy. Like, the first thing that happens when you reach up and you pull a, a, a fruit off a tree and then you bite it. And then when you're done with it, what happens to it? It hits the it, ground. It, it, it. It, it, yeah, it hits the ground. And then yeah. what does it do? It's a process of seed, time, decay, life, death, life, progression. So the seed hits the ground, the fruit rots, the, you know, the, the critters eat it, and the seed puts its root down, and it creates a new tree. And that's what happens. So, that, I mean, there's a lot more to it. You know, I think that you know, the Luciferians are just, they're off base. They want to worship the defiler. They want to worship the liar. They want to try to find a way, you know, Prometheus brought light to man. You know, what, what Lucifer did was kill Eve and then Adam basically committed suicide. That's what it looks like to me. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're, have you ever, this is a great book. It's not, it's not a, a large book. It's called The Lost Books of Eden. 
And it goes as these stories. They're part of, not part of the Talmud. It's, it's part of the Jewish traditions. That's called the Lost of Eden, and they go into all these scenarios that happen after the fall. Of, after the fall, you, you got. I, I will check that out. And but they go into it. it, and they kill themselves several times, and God puts them back, and uh, it's a really great book. It really, wow. it really opens up a lot of what you're talking about. I think that I think that Adam realized that she had been deceived. It wasn't a thing like, well, 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 you didn't know, so we can just flip the switch back. It's it's, it's causality. So once it happened, and Adam walks in, he's like, so he he eats it, and then what they do? This is what it says. I'm not trying to like you know, but people don't know what it says. It says that they went and hid, and um, so. Yeah, Adam, and my, and my wife just piped up and said, Adam went and hid. So what happens next is the Lord asks Adam, what happened? I mean, we'll have to go back and actually read the wording, but but he, he, he said, yeah, he says, he said, he said, I was hiding because I was naked. And then God says, how do you, you know, how do you know you were naked? Did you eat at the tree? Right. He said, yeah, that's when they passed the box. Yeah, that's the when woman, we, the woman you gave me, gave me the fruit and I did eat. And then he asked her, it's like, yeah. the serpent you put in the garden beguiled me and I did eat. Right. And they didn't suddenly die. It's no. not like they just dropped dead. No. It was over a period of time. It, it was they because they, it, they died because they first of all they lost their Shekinah light that that light that originally was in them, the, the, the light that Jesus had when he was on top of the mountain when he was transfixed, that light. That was how they were originally made. And when that light went out, they had to leave the garden so they because they obviously could not follow instructions and they were not to eat of the tree of life anymore too, which you know, and if you go back to the very end of the book in Revelation it talks about the very last chapter talks about the tree of life and, and the, the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nation so I'm just just putting that into context of what the Bible means to people who are very religious and maybe they go to they go to Lent and they get the ash on the forehead or they go to you know whatever they do that they might not know what the actual documents say and this is what they unequivocally say so the point is is that I think that we're, we're we're having to deal with this process of Adam blamed the wife, his, his the wife, the wife then you know blamed Lucifer and, and the whole process of that sin and we're gonna we're gonna suss it out through all these permutations and iterations of life and generations of of men like it always stuns me when I happen to pass so like a large graveyard like how many generations of us have come and gone billions and billions of people who have come and gone before us in in this experience and we're in the crucible we're in the experience of this place and. People want to talk about reincarnation and 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 Tibetan Buddhists have a really yeah they have a really beautiful way of articulating the mystery itself and, and like and putting you know some kind of metrics to it you know so everyone can understand that and so I think that we we've been here a very short time in the scheme of things on Earth. And I think that this is going to wrap up very quickly, too. We, I think they, the, the transhumanist elitists with their yachts, I think they think that this is going to carry on for thousands of years, and, and thousands and thousands of years will go by. And, and, and that's, they like to look into the Star Wars future. And, and uh, you know, so I see, I see that, that, that it's in their minds, but I don't think it's meant to be. I think that if you read carefully, this system is not a safe place. It's not a, it's not a stable place, as people might imagine it to be. So... Yeah. The Earth and the cosmos too. Yeah, I was thinking of this uh, this video I saw a long time ago, and they take these children about five years old, old enough to understand, 
and they set a box down in front of them that looks very appealing, the box does, and they say, do not open the box, I'll be right back. And they videotape the kids, and invariably, every kid opens the box. And that's kind of, that's just, that's our curiosity, curious nature that Lucifer took advantage of. Oh, I think he, so. he knew what we would do. Right. And God didn't put a gate around the tree. Right. You know, I mean, a, a fence around the tree. You know, God could have done anything with the tree, but, but it was a test. It was a test to what, as to whether or not God was good and or was there better out there. And or is God a liar? Did God lie about the tree? Did God lie? Yeah. Right. Did Yeah, he said. He said. Did God say that? Because surely your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God. That's what Lucifer's lie was. Basically, God would be jealous that you would be like them. Right. He was keeping yeah, he, you from he, it. He was keeping you from the good stuff. You were kept down without being able to know what was you know the real knowledge. Your eyes are so closed to the real knowledge. So, no, I think that that's that's the kind of you know, figurative and symbolic, esoteric nature of all the the different systems that came out of Nimrod and out of Babylon. I mean, I think that there was one part of the human race who was who understood that they had fallen and that that was a it was a, it was a process of repentance and that relationship with God was a repent it was a repenting thing. And then with Nimrod, I think that it was a rebellion against God. You know, so that was what Egypt represented, and, and you know, the, the, you know, it was like, it was almost an acceptance of the new prison, you know, the worship of the sun and all that. I mean, it, it's kind yeah. of a strange. I think that yeah, I mean, I think they just adapted to the new place, and they just they they, they created a dictator, you know, and so that's what Pharaoh was, and that's what uh, in, in Egypt, and that's what Nebuchadnezzar was in Babylon. They were just all powerful god kings. You know, so they were the head of their worship and the head of their politics. So that's uh, those are the kind of figures that we have to look out to, for today. You know, the, 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 those who are the, the pinnacle of, of religion and the pinnacle of political power, and, and they're god kings. You know, those are the kind of individuals we have to be wary of. Yeah. Wow. Well, but, um, I think I think that what I think what, what's going to happen is that. God calls everyone out. Is calls everyone out of the world system, and a lot. Not everyone comes out of it. Right. And I think that ultimately, the way it's going to be come to go down is that people are going to realize that God's way is better. God's way is the best way. Right. And all of this history that we have is uh, a. a is evidence in court that Lucifer's way was wrong. Right. When no. he's trying to present his way as right, that he's right. the he's the uh, the new god. It, yeah. So no, I think you're absolutely right. I think that if you look at it carefully, there was for whatever reason there was a war in the heavens, and that's that's really where the real controversy takes place. I think that humans kind of forget that, but we're part of that. We're off to the side on earth, but there was a war in the heavens between a third of the angels took Lucifer's side and fell and the other two thirds didn't. And so I think that what you're seeing is that um, that controversy playing out in the court of heaven over time. So this is this is a long term of, of court case where where the defendant is going to get his time to prove whether he's right or not. Is God a terror? A terror? Uh, is God a, a monster? Is God some kind of tyrannical uh, overlord that we should all be afraid of? 
Well, you know, so that that's the argument that defendant is making. You know, so we have to even tread carefully even when we get into this subject because if you read the Bible, it says that we're not even to talk about such such personalities and such matters. But for for the for the for the, for the purpose of you know erudition and learning, we have to point out that that um, people who are siding with Lucifer on Earth are siding against God, and there's no in between. So you you know you have to recognize that. You know that God is the absolute creator, and that He His choice about what He does is can't be is, it goes beyond question, right? So, I think that in the end He's going why it says salvation, right? I think He's going to save man and, and and the woman Adam and Eve. He's going to save the people, and He's going to punish the evildoer who was really the murderer. That's what he said. And he said, I, I saw Lucifer fall, and he was a murderer from the beginning. You know, and so yes. I think that. Uh, all the all the he's the father of murder and the father of lies and so that we once we reject that then we can go on and we can actually go to the next level of our spiritual evolution and 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 i think we will i think that and people are and you know people can, can question it i mean can god bring all the past humans who died all throughout history back from the grave you know, can you do that? I mean, that's a good question. To, and if you do die, do you need to be Darth Vader? Darth you, what if you're burned up into little pieces? You're right. burned up into nothing but vapor. God takes back the instructions, you, what makes you, back to him, and then he reloads it later on, just like a computer. Absolutely. And if you want to look at it in the hologram of time, if you want to understand the hologram of time, as time expands and, 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 and the clock ticks and as the universe expands and as time goes by, you know, you, there's a time before you existed and there'll perhaps be a time after you exist and, and you'll be in the ground. But if you rewind the clock back and you turn the spiral around and you spin the wheels, you go back to a point when you were born and you can look at history again and you can see that it's all right there. We're actually streaming in time and we're putting out like a continuous signal of, of existential information throughout our lives and, and in that time and space and that coordinate and that moment of history you're there you know what I mean you are there and God so in, in your information is there and everything you're saying and all the the echo of your voice off the walls like everything that and your heartbeat is happening you know what I'm saying so it, it can't be lost just because time went by that's not a that's not an impediment to God and I was thinking about death that even Darth Vader and the Empire and the Emperor they, they couldn't find a way to overcome death either. It was a problem that they were having. They tried to fix it with cyborg, uh, uh, new cyborg arms, and they tried to figure out a way to be eternal. But the, in the end, analysis, the, no, no one could do it. So that's the problem that people have, is they, that the only way we're ever going to, you know, the only way death is ever going to be overcome and destroyed is by the hand of God. And so You take a great example of Star Wars, because that's the Luciferian, Luciferian example. Because Darth Vader technically is God in the in the paradigm. Right. Luke Skywalker is Lucifer. Luke Lucifer Skywalker. Right. The stars, you know, the angels are stars, and it just it's a great a great. There's a great story, but God isn't the God isn't the dictator that that uh like Darth Vader, but they're portraying Darth Vader as a God type. Got me too much. Well, I just want, I'm sorry, but I wanted to point out, like, with Theosophy, when you go back to, like, Levatsky, she's, they, they said the same thing, which is that there was the great, uh, original, um, un, unnameable, um, you know, backdrop of, of the cosmos, the great, you know, uh, what they, they call it, um, 
anyway, and then, but then there was a new light, a new a Sophia, a new light of truth that came out to guide mankind, and this is the Lucifer. So yeah, it's it's the same concept of the of uh, yeah, but but yeah, no, I mean I'll let you go. I don't want to I don't want to okay. keep you. I know you're a busy man, but um, thank you I'm for talking about. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was like, we can talk about this some more and kind of go do a comparison of how Sophia is like Lucifer because she creates and she's not supposed to create. Right. Not on her own. She goes out on her own and creates. I got you. We can talk about that some more. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you soon, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Be blessed, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.